Hey, it's Brother Dell here of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. God bless you for tuning in. I know it's been a minute since I've been online doing a podcast, but I am back. And I wanted to share with you some things that I've been learning in the Word of God. For me, it's been repetition, but it is not by any means been vain repetition. It's uh, precious precious truths that I've been reminded of, and I wanted to share some of the things that I've been learning with you all. So, once again, the theme is, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. So, what I've been learning, what I've been relearning, I guess, so to speak, in my church, we, we've just entered into the the uh, precious book of Galatians, one of the many books that the Apostle Paul wrote uh, during his ministry in the first century. And the main theme of the book of Galatians has to be dealing with getting the gospel right. And that may sound like a simple elementary phrase, but it is a profound phrase because so many people are getting the gospel wrong. And how do we know that we're getting the gospel right? Well, Paul, in the book of Galatians, he tells us, and of course, another book where he really, really treats this matter with with care and with, I would say, Specificity, specificity and and non-ambiguity is the book of Romans but I won't travel there in this uh, podcast episode but to, to get an idea of what I'm talking about let me read a few verses in the book of Galatians and we'll start with chapter 1 and it says this chapter 1 of the book of Galatians and I'll start with verse 1 it says this Paul an apostle not from men nor through men but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God our Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 6 I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Very important. Not that there is another one but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Listen to this. This is very, very uh, key. But even if we, and this is Paul speaking once again, or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before now, so now I say again, I am in verse 9. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Verse 10, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? 
or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Okay, I'll stop there. These are very powerful verses to start off this uh, this letter, this epistle to the uh, churches at Galatia. And just to give you an idea, Galatia was in the region called Asia Minor back in the first century, and that area is what is now known as Turkey. And so he was writing to the churches where that were in that in that region. And listen to what Paul said, and, and I'm going to point out some things that will make this more relatable, I think, to our our time and our era. He says in verse 8, But even if we are an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. That word accursed is the Greek word anathema, and it means to be condemned to eternal destruction. So, God is so jealous for the truth of his word that any distortion, any perversion, any twisting of the scripture that anyone may do is there to be condemned, there to be there to be consigned to eternal damnation. We are not by any means to twist or to pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Well, number one, God is perfect in what God said. God doesn't need anyone to edit. And the reason why this is so important, because we have many uh, false religions and cults today that pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ, one of them being the Jehovah Witnesses. I mean, they teach a different gospel. They teach that uh, Jesus was the archangel Michael and that he did not raise from the dead physically. So that's a different gospel. That's a different Jesus. If they don't change that tone, if they don't change that falsehood, then they are going to be eternally condemned. Also, you have to look at the Mormon church. I mean, they teach that that Satan and Jesus were were brothers. And Joseph uh, Smith, who is the founder of the Mormon faith, indicated that he saw Jesus Christ and the Father God in physical form, and they came to him and told him that every everything else was corrupt. In other words, the Old and New Testament are corrupt and they sent him a a different testament. That's why the Book of Mormon says it is another testament of Jesus Christ. So you have the Old Testament, you have the New Testament, and now you have another testament, a third testament, which is the testament that came from, I guess, the angel Moroni to Joseph Smith in the form of some gold tablets, which, of course, no one has ever seen. And they've never been unearthed. Uh, archaeologists have never seen them. So it'd be safe to say they, they never existed, but only in the mind of Joseph Smith. So that's a different gospel. And those that are in the Islamic faith, they teach a different gospel. And so any perversion from the truth of the biblical gospel, the historic gospel that we read in the scriptures, any any perversion or any twisting of that gospel is a false gospel. And God will not allow that. Let me read in the book. I'm going to go to the Old Testament. I'm going to see if I can find what I'm looking for. It's in the book of Proverbs. I know that. And it is toward the end of the book. 
It is actually Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6. And it reads like this. It says this. It says, do not add to his words. This is the proverb writer speaking. Lest he rebuke you, talking about the Lord, and you be found a liar. Once again, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6. It says, do not add to his words. Lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. So anybody that adds to the word of God is a liar. Now let me travel all the way to the end of the Bible. The book of Revelation is a very severe warning in the last book of the Bible regarding tampering with God's word. It says this, Revelation chapter 22, verse 18. This is John the Apostle speaking. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it says, I warn, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. All right. So it is very, very, it is it actually is damning. It is eternally damnation if you twist God's words and a lot of people have unashamedly done that because they don't like the testament they don't like the truth that's already been presented in the word of God so they have taken upon themselves to foolishly and stupidly twist God's word to make it fit their theology and fit their worldview we don't have the right to put put into God's mouth words that he never spoke and we don't have the right to take away things that he did speak that is a like I said that is anathema that person will be consigned to eternal damnation so Paul was expressing to the Galatian church to the Galatians that even if we or an angel come to you and preach another gospel other than the one that we have preached let him be accursed so we are not by, like I said, by any means allowed or permitted to tamper with God's holy word. And like I said, it is absolutely essential as well that we get the gospel right. And what is the truth of the gospel? That we are saved by grace through faith. As a matter of fact, let me go back to the book of Galatians alright we're going to go to chapter 2 and Paul had to rebuke Peter because Peter was acting um, he was acting hypocritically he was sitting with the Gentiles uh, Christians and acting behaving as a Gentile but then when he would see the circumcision in other words the Jews and he would depart and run away from the Gentiles and then sit with the Jews now on the surface that may not sound like much but what he what he was saying is that okay while well, I'm with the with the Gentiles I'm gonna act like a Gentile but when the Jews come in I'm going to defect and then say that the uh, the Gentiles now have to behave like Jews and what that meant was that he was declaring to the Jews to the Gentiles now that okay in order for you to be saved you have to keep the law of Moses. You got to be circumcised in your flesh. In other words, you got to do all these meritorious works to earn your salvation. And of course, that is a perversion of the gospel. So, when Paul saw his hypocrisy, his hypocrisy, excuse me, he 
He opposed him. He says, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned, or he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. That means non-Jews or non-Hebrews. But when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? Since we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet we know that a person is not justified, listen very carefully, by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. And that I cannot stress enough because the whole world thinks that their good humanitarian, philanthropic, benevolent works are going to earn their way into the kingdom of heaven. And they're not because the Bible totally debunks that idea we don't get to determine for ourselves what's good in the sight of God because if we're saying if anyone is saying that okay I'm going to get to heaven by sidestepping the cross of Christ by not believing in Jesus Christ but you know because I've determined for myself that I'm a good person in the eyes of God then God has to let me into his kingdom he will not do that because what you're saying is that you can forge and you can concoct and you can manufacture your own way to heaven by your own good works. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64, says our works are like filthy rags. In other words, our own righteousness. So in order for God to receive you into his kingdom, you have to have a righteousness that's not your own. Because our righteousness is not good enough because it is polluted by our sin and unless you who are listening that may not know the Lord unless you understand that reality you'll never get to heaven you'll be condemned so don't think that because in your eyes or in the eyes of maybe your neighbors or your relatives your friends that you're good you're not good enough for God God has set the standard. God has set the parameters. God sent his son to die a sinner's death, even though he was not a sinner. And he died for the guilty, even though he was guiltless. Unless you go by way of Jesus Christ, as he said in John chapter 14, in verse 6, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes into the Father but by me. Jesus also said, I am the door, you know, to the sheep. And I am the good shepherd that gives his life for the sheep. So unless you go through Jesus Christ, the only way to salvation, you will never make it in. That means Jehovah Witnesses can't get in because they don't, they're not trusting in Jesus Christ for their soul salvation. Mormons will never get in. Uh, Christian scientists won't get in. Buddhists and Hindus won't get in. The Muslims will never get in because they're they're preaching a different gospel. They've distorted the gospel of Christ. And God 
said that anybody that does that is going to be eternally condemned unless you repent. If you don't repent of your ways, then you're hellbound. You're lost. But it doesn't have to be that way. So it is absolutely essential that we get the gospel right. In order for us to get the gospel right, of course, we have to read the word of God. This is Brother Dale of Gospel Repentance Ministries. God bless you. God bless you for listening. Until next time.